Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. gentlemen welcome back to the podcast today we have a mystic oh boy i was actually just on a podcast i just did a, i just guessed it on my friend patrick cook's podcast definitely go give him a check out um, maybe i'll link the description maybe i won't i probably won't i'll probably forget but he's around you'll hear more of him we're gonna have him on the show a little bit later on as well what a champion. Uh, so I was super honored to be on his show uh, and he'll be over here soon enough. Now today, uh, the reason I actually brought him up was two things. Go check him out for sure. Secondly, we were talking about mysticism. We were talking about the fact that I, your wonderful, illustrious host, am a mystic by all definitions, by the definition Google gives me anyway, um, which was cool for me to find out. It was an it was a, it was a neat thing, and you know, like where do you go from there? What do you you know? To me, a mystic is you know you think of fog, a fog machine, and maybe a gypsy in a fortune telling booth where you put the quarter in and the thing comes out, in the you know any kind of how how the movie Big started. Ah, you know who knows down a pier somewhere maybe. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Anyway, uh, today we are. I was I was actually I was prompted to bring on, uh, and I will give by the way I will give the definition of mystic momentarily. But I was prompted to bring on an old friend. Uh, that I'd met uh, in passing a few times. We've had a few conversations. She blew my mind uh, the other day with a uh, with, with a, a wonderful caption uh, to a picture that um, was probably going to stir up some confusion that I posted. So I said, you know what? We got to get you on the show. And here we are a week, a week and a half later. She's on the show. Lisa Bartello, welcome to the Mental Mastery Alliance. We are stoked to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so stoked to be here. <laughs> As a bit of an intro for sure. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, I want to, before we get further into this, uh, just give you the definition of mystic. It is a person, but this is the definition according to Google. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there going, that's not what a mystic is, but that's cool. Do your thing. Leave it in the comments. The, the Google definition is a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute, or who believes in the spiritual apprehensions of truth that are beyond the intellect. And that to me spoke high volumes of me, <laughs> selfishly, and my guest and Lisa. Lisa is all about mysticism and all about quote unquote being weird out there in the, in the public eye. But like she says, no topics too weird. And if you've got an open mind and if you're living in the question, as opposed to being firmly vehemently in your answer, uh, there's a lot that you can, that you can pick up and, and, and use to your advantage. Lisa, what have you been doing lately? 
Well, it's really a synchronicity, first of all, that you, um, that you talk about being a mystic. And because I just listened to this, uh, something on YouTube, you know, I, I usually, I'll put it out to the universe, send me something interesting today. And it was a guy named Lars Omer, and he said, um, mystics are people who have these extreme circumstances, you know, they go through these sort of extreme soul's journey, and you know these connections with the divine and then they are their their role is to put them in lay terms and help people understand you know and basically assist the evolution of consciousness so that's what it definitely feels like i've been doing the last five years like to say it's been crazy would be an understatement so i you know here i am i have all this crazy wisdom about, you know, all kinds of topics, you know, I have a background in high tech, I'm a real estate agent. So, but I know for sure, I can use both the left hemisphere, right, the logical side of my brain, the linear thinking and the right. So there was a time in my life that my survival was absolutely dependent on using my right, only using my intuition, my feminine energy, you know, and bringing that into balance. So, so, uh, you know, basically now I'm here, I'm like, okay, now I have to send this message. How do I help the world? How do I help the world transition into fifth dimensional consciousness and, and use everything I've learned and, you know, the fact that I'm a walking miracle and <laughs> like I've learned how to heal the body of, you know, I've healed from extreme things. And I know that was in a great sense, you know, my intuitive um, ability and, and also you know, whether you like to call it God, divine mind, source, uh, vortex, whatever you want to call it. You know, I try not to get hung up on the language, but also I had assistance uh, from the divine in so many ways, so many times, you know, I always, the running joke with my friends is, you know, you want to believe in God, you go spend 24 hours with Lisa. (laughs) He's got his fingerprints all over it. That's for sure. Uh, You mentioned a few things I want to talk about. Um, the fifth dimension for sure, which to me was like super juju for a long time. Uh, but, but it's funny now uh, having lived here for so long that, you know, you don't, you don't even really notice other than like nothing that once was important is important. You don't really notice much of a difference. Um, you, you're, you're just focused on sort of creating more. You're, you're focused on a, just a different path. I mean, things are, you know, one thing that I learned and, and that I absolutely adored shifting into 5d was n- I'm no, I'm no, I'm no longer bored. I haven't been bored, like actually bored in well over a year. And that's like phenomenal. Like I go to bed excited. I wake up excited. And it's, it's, I remember a time when I was like, I remember a time and you talked about great pain uh, and we'll get into that because um, there are people that inch their way into an awakening and they inch their way into seeing things. Uh, and there are people like you and I who crash through the an awakening wall, like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is one of those things like for me, uh, for me, it was an entire year. I was basically in bed with, uh, excruciating sciatica and nerve pain. So not just the sciatic, but full nerve damage all the way across. Uh, and I mean, there's a huge story behind that. So oh, someone's walking through me, believe me, I know there's a, a story about that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, like when, when I say I was better in like, I mean, there's like, there, I say a full year, but there were probably like, there's probably like a week or two in there where I was in, a, I was in a small enough amount of pain where I could get some sleep. But when you go a whole year without a full night's rest, 
things get a little bit weird, man. <laughs> they get a little bit weird. And so, what year was that? What's that? What year was that? Uh, that was 2017. Wow. Yeah, that was the year. Yeah. So, and this, and this was, this was a, this was a, a grand year. So when it comes to awakenings, there were three major ones and trickle down awakenings as well. So the largest awakening and the largest shift was 2012. Uh, the secondary one was 2017. And the one that we're living in right now is the, is the biggest global awakening um, based on, I can't remember the name of the chart, but you probably know it, the frequency level chart thing. Um, and, and, and the shift. So in my opinion, and from the research that I've done, the 2012 was the, the end of the world. Uh, we shifted into a new one. And this is where the, the you know, this is where the, the Mandela effect comes from. And this is where all that sort of stuff. In my opinion, this is where this, this all comes from. Uh, to those listening to this show, uh, I don't know, this isn't necessarily a business podcast. This isn't necessarily a, uh, a conspiracy podcast. This is now just the podcast that I want it to be. Uh, so, so here we are shooting the shit, man. Um, and yeah, in my opinion, 2012 was, the, was the, was the, was the end of the world, just like all the minds mm-hmm. spoke of, and just like project looking glass spoke of these, these, these mystics and these uh, oh, I high. I can't even tell you. So I feel love passing through me when I get a validation. <laughs> it's like when someone's living their truth or living on purpose or walking their path or anything like that, like speaking their truth. So I'm head to toe now. Some, like I always say someone's walking through me, but it's love. So this is like a, a an extreme validation. It, like I just, I wish I could, you know, translate how it feels in my body. Uh, but you are being sent uh, so much love right now for the path that you have um, chosen because there's still free will to walk mm-hmm. and that you have ascended. See, when I feel like crying, it's because <laughs> it's pure love, right? It's, it's pure love. It's, it's someone who embodies basically their truth, like, you know, living on purpose. So mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of that for you. That's where I am. That's where I am. Uh, you know, and, and I come from a place of darkness and, and that's not something I've ever shied away from talking about. Actually, that's not true. Uh, one of my biggest problems back when I was younger uh, was cocaine. I was, a, I was a top sales agent. I was a sales coach. I was super sales guy. And, and all the jokes about cocaine in the, in the system is not, it's not, it's not a joke. It's not, it is the breakfast of champions in, in that industry. Um, cigarettes, cocaine, coffee, fast times, fast women, fast money. All of this stuff is a thing, and I live the I live the life. I, I live the life of impurity, um, not on a religious sense, but literally my entire essence of being was. I did everything they told me to do, and I picked up addictions and bad habits along the way, and stupidities, and I was not very nice. I was not a very nice person, uh, not to any one person. So, and that's the thing. Like people will take my actions personally. Uh, the truth of the matter is, I fucking hated myself. Uh, and that was uh, intrinsic in 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 uh, in how I talk to the world, and that's the same. That's it's that knowledge that gives me the ability to, uh, as a lot of people comment on my Facebook wall, when I've got trolls on my wall or people running their mouths on my wall, I just handle them, you know, with empathy and pity because they they're not talking to me. They don't have anything to say about me, yeah. even if they try to make it look like it's personal. They're just spewing their own hate, and without, yeah. without having walked that life. And without having, without having been the biggest piece of shit that I could have possibly been, uh, I wouldn't be where I am now with the ability to share what I have to share. Uh, and, and it starts, you know, with like the desire to make up for certain things or what have you. But 
when you do end up living in your purpose and when you do end up living in your passion and what you're supposed to do, it's absolutely incredulous what, what does take place. Like you said, that, that, that heart emotion, I get it too. And it's, it's an interesting feeling starts in like right at the heart bone and just goes, it just radiates out like a ripple, Mm -hmm. like a wave runs through my entire body. The vibration of love truly does like, it truly is more powerful than anything. Like, um, it's, it's more powerful than anything. I've had every technology used on me, like everything. There is not a single tool left in the toolbox. But one thing I really discovered is they, you know, the love inside me could never, ever be taken away. And my journey is similar to yours, right? Like right on time with the timelines of, of fifth dimensional consciousness, the transition, like 2012, my, you know, January 1st, 2012, I left my 26 year marriage. And, and uh, so, and it was the Mayan said, you know, it was, it was the end of the world as we know it. Mm -hmm. Right. So they could no longer predict the timeline exactly the same as project looking glass. And, um, and then the next four year arc 2016 to uh, to now 2020, you know, that was when all of us quote unquote star seeds or whatever you want to call us, um, you know, the 144,000 that they speak about in revelations or the Hopi prophecy, even Nostradamus predicted this time on earth. It's like, we have spent all 26,000 years in the third dimensional paradigms. Like there's no more exercises to go through. So that was exactly the same for me. Uh, 2017, you know, literally they said if we hadn't ascended to where we need to be for our life purpose by December, we were basically going to get a bat to the head. So I literally, my brain was electrocuted among other things in December, 2017. So I can totally relate. And, you know, my entire life was, embodied completely by low self-worth, right? Unworthiness, you know, the whole, the contrast that I needed exactly for what my life purpose is. So very, very, it's like, it's going to be all synchronicity from here. I have a feeling, but, you know, and it's the recognition of that, that, you know, nobody will ever be able to tell me for as long as I live that love isn't the most powerful thing. There's no technology. There's nothing on earth more powerful than love. You mentioned the 144K, and I would agree with that statement about love. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a ton of people making their statements. We have a ton of people, you know, that, that can contrast that. And you're supposed to come across these people. You're supposed to come across the contrast. Because I don't think that you're supposed to believe in love as much as, so you're supposed to believe in love, but you have to get there through hate. Uh, and, um, For sure. We're all shadow and light. Like that was one thing I realized when all these crazy things were happening to me and, you know, like we're talking through satellite, you know, so, you know, I would envision teams of people trying to figure out how to do away with me, uh, which, you know, you can't get much crazier than that. But, you know, (laughs) I had this giant revelation one morning, I was going to see this amazing, like one of the most amazing people in the world, Master Lee, he's in uh, Mississauga and he is an energy like, I don't, I don't even, there's less than five people out of almost 8 billion on the planet that can do what he does. And he had made a special appointment for me because I was very sure I was going to die. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I need some, and I, you know, I don't know what it was that morning is realizing, wait a minute, these people trying to do away with me are giving me more love than anyone on the planet because yeah. everybody wants to believe in love. And it was just like this, I, it was such an awakening that morning, like, 
wait a minute, we're, you know, we're all shadow and light. We're here, you know, some of us are having a dark journey. Some of us are having a light journey. We all have the opportunity to embrace, you know, our light side. It's like in the native um, community, you know, which, which wolf do you feed? You know, do you feed the darkness or do you feed the light? And, you know, so this is the point where we're at as we transition to fifth dimensional consciousness. It's like, what are we going to feed? But also, I feel consciousness. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you do too. So like the, the, the grids of the earth transition to the light on March 23rd this year. So, you know, we're, we're finding it easier. And, and even when you talked about your pain and, you know, sort of how difficult and profound. So there was a lot of us that had to go through some extremes. And what that does is it's like opening a portal of consciousness. It's like what Dr. Joe Dispenza calls the four minute mile. So um, when I go through something unbelievably and I live through it, everybody else who comes behind me can do it way faster. So, you know, many of us were going through these extreme journeys, first of all, because we had to ascend, right? We had to, you know, in that moment when you merge with your higher self, you realize that absolutely nothing on earth, like none of your material possessions matter. You know, the only thing that matters is love and human connection. So um, what I've noticed is um, when I'm doing things like DNA activations now and, and speaking with people, it's like, first of all, they're taking on the energy of the collective. And then second of all, they're going through these situations much easier in this four-year arc. That was a lot of information. Uh, <laughs> There's a few things, a few things I wanted to talk about on that one, but uh, talk a little bit more about DNA activation. Uh, what's, what's, what's involved in this? What's going on with that? Okay, so every single thing in our body is, sim uh, we have a symbiosis with the earth, right? Every single thing, like uh, the center of the earth, the, sh uh, the Schumann resonance is technically 7.83 hertz, and our brain in alpha state, which is, you know, the best, most receptive, calmest state is 7.83 hertz. So Was that the resonance that I was talking about when I said everybody was collectively meditating and it rose? Um. It, it might be, yes, because technically when you're in alpha state, you're leaving that beta brain, right? That, um, you know, it's more 20 to 30 hertz. It's monkey mind, right? And, mm -hmm. and traditionally, because nobody's ever been on a forced lockdown or things like that, we have been, you know, we're perpetually in monkey mind. We're perpetually in beta. So alpha and theta are where the magic happens. I, when I first started um, in 2012, I, you know, serendipity, I ended up, guiding meditation at Moksha Yoga. That's when my obsession with the brain really started to come to light. And I used to call it the soul connection because I would literally watch people meditate and go into that state and, you know, transform and understand and start to read their soul. So similar. And so we have, we have this, what is called 12 strand DNA um, or triple helix DNA, but five of our, DNA codes have been dormant. So basically we've been living in third dimensional consciousness, like, um, and for those that don't really, you know, grasp the, 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 uh, the verbiage, which I hate the, you know, I hate the names, but uh, it seems like the best to use, but third dimensional being that we just believe we're here having one, one incarnation. We don't understand the power of our soul and we're just here on a journey. So our DNA matches that consciousness. 
And as we transition to fifth dimensional consciousness, fourth dimensional consciousness is, uh, is basically a, a, um, uh, a timeline transfer. So it's, it's a transitional dimensional consciousness. We don't actually exist there. What happens when we're in fourth dimension is we start experiencing crazy fifth dimension and crazy third dimension and giant contrasts. Like one minute you feel euphoric and the next minute you want to kill the world. Um, so with fifth dimensional consciousness, we're basically opening and activating our DNA to higher levels. And the concept of, you know, our DNA, we've been, we've been so conditioned to focus on only the left side of our brain, only logic, only quote unquote science. And of course it's so limited. Um, I'll give you a, a, an example of, of the potential of brain and the mind. Um, is I met a guy uh, that runs this uh, great event, Secret Knock, in California, Greg Reed. And uh, he had told me, I was on the phone with him for like maybe 90 seconds, you know, when I was invited to this event. And he said he had a meeting with a private government official. And uh, they had studied tribes that were, you know, never integrated into mainstream society. And one of them, you know, they had evidence where they cut their thumb off or cut their finger, I don't know, remember, and uh, that it grew back. So essentially, because nobody ever told them, it didn't grow back. So I think that's one of the best examples of fifth dimensional consciousness or DNA is that now that we activate, we're activating this DNA we're realizing we're, we're limitless, you know, we have no fear. We, you know, we're merging with our higher selves to discover that, you know, the boundaries of what we believed was our existence is, you know, it's like a dot on, in the entire cosmos, in the universe. It's, that it's goes, limited. That goes a, a long way into speaking on what I uh, often refer to. Uh, I use a, a story to tell. Um, and it's, it's that, I don't know where I picked it up or what it was or, or if I made it up, but it's, it's a, the idea that, you know, we have arbitrarily a hundred things that we can talk about and 97 of them have been removed. So, yeah. so <laughs> or we, more. <laughs> yeah. So we have, we have three things that were left that we can talk about. Um, and we're also told that we can talk vehemently about them. We can talk about them. Uh, and we do, we talk about these three things from every single angle. We talk heavily about all of them. Uh, and but that's all we talk about. We don't look any further. And I use the analogy too that to to look further is to go down the rabbit holes. To pull out the fourth and the fifth thing we're allowed to talk about is to go down the rabbit holes. But any single time you you talk about something that people don't understand, you're crazy. Uh, and every single time you go outside of those three things that we're allowed to talk about and 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 limit ourselves to talking about, you're crazy. And so. That, you know, that, that synchronicity is, is there because, you know, the simple fact that you can grow your finger back because it didn't tell you you couldn't, um, it, runs through, it runs through a lot of, uh, a lot of history, runs that way. Same as uh, The Matrix, for example. If we quote The Matrix movie, which has all kinds of uh, crazy, it's a message. The, the movie itself is a message. But um, the, the, the fact that it, it, you know, he says, Morpheus primarily says, Neil, you're not the one. You are not the one. You're not the savior. You're not this. You're not that. Um, you can do whatever you want in the matrix, blah, blah, blah. The gist is, you know, you just can't die. If you die in the matrix, you die out here. And uh, the Oracle says, you're not the one. Um, but the funny thing about that is he wasn't the one until he did the one thing that they said he couldn't do, which was die in the matrix. And as soon as he died, he reawoken. And he's like, well, now, that, now, now I've shattered through that wall. Uh, I can do anything. And 
people don't want to believe that they can do anything or that they're in control or that their mind is running the show. Um, but the simple fact is that it is running the show. We are living in a place right now where every single thing that we have is what we've created. Totally. And people, 100 million percent. <laughs> yeah. And people can't see that because they're living in, uh, they're living in scarcity as opposed to abundance. Yeah. Uh, and they're saying that all they're seeing is the things that they don't have. Now they're also being tricked because the things that they don't have is shit that they're seeing on like the television, MTV cribs and the fancy cars and the big houses. And they think to themselves, I don't have that. I'm not as far along as I should be. I'm disappointed in myself and I'm going to live in this low vibrational frequency. Yes. And, absolutely. Gonna, and, but this is, this is the thing. This we're here to overcome that bullshit. That bullshit needs to exist because if it didn't, we wouldn't be able to beat it. Exactly. So like you said, the, the one, uh, the 1,4400 or whatever that, that reference uh, uh, isn't, it runs through history. Um, history as it's been delivered. Like you said, in the Bible, um, you know, the 4,400 on television, uh, uh, all kinds of different references to this. Um, what's the actual number? 14, 144,000. Yeah. Which is, which is a, you know, um, which is your 12, you know, you have 12 higher selves and your original soul group is 12. So it's 12 times 12, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, from a galactic standpoint, it's like these people have sent, been sent from, you know, other planets or other epochs, you know, to come on into critical mass. Basically, we we're all through the, all those energy shifts we had November, December, January, we were all basically programmed to all come into critical mass in our ascension um, at the same time so that we could all operate that, you know, we could, we could level up the consciousness, which is, you know, there's no coincidence that all of this stuff started after that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And people will say, cause that's that, that quote unquote is the ascension into heaven. Right. So 144. Um, I think it's metaphorical too. It's like death and rebirth, like what you just said. And it's funny because the person, it was actually the first etheric doctor in Canada. Uh, you would have met her at the empowering women, um, launch um you know and she was she's had four near-death experiences and she said to me she saw what was coming in my life before it even started and she said to me have you seen the matrix and i'm like no and she said well you need to watch it you know so um there again so much synchronicity with that where we have this you know this this merge of our when we merge with our higher selves it's like and we realize we are we are, we are that limitlessness, that fearlessness. That happened to me where it's like so many things were done to literally try and kill me that all of a sudden I reached this point where it's like, okay, now you've done so much. I don't, I don't fucking care about what you do now, right? So I, I started to become that same thing. It's like, I don't know how I didn't die. It was like divine providence. But, you know, that's, that's the crux right now. Everything that's happening in this 16-year plan by the deep state, it's like, they do not want people to reach this Christ consciousness or this DNA activation or, you know, some people call it Kundalini, you know, again, call it whatever you like, but they don't want people, I hate using that they, but they don't want people to ascend like this into their higher selves because they know once they do, they have no fear, right? They understand they're walking their path as a soul and they just keep have to, have to keep following, you know, their soul's journey. On that note, I used to view it the way you do, but this also gave me uh, liberating freedom to see it this way now. And, and it, it spoke to me. I picked up 
a message about how the pain that they're in, the they that you speak of that we don't know, the pain that they're in because they chose to be this evil to show us how to ascend. So when you say they don't want us to ascend, they actually, in, in, from, from my reading, they're, they have sacrificed their own happiness to make sure that we get out. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I say I don't want to use the them and us. You know how you have all these people online right now that I want them to go to jail. I want them to be punished. And I keep saying, yeah. no, they are us. In unity consciousness, right? We're all mm. shadow and light. And that we... We are, you know, I always say, um, you know, if, if I'm completely dark and you're completely light, we're still only at 50% unity consciousness. So that's why I keep saying people will say, well, what's the solution? Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm like, rise in consciousness because you can influence someone's consciousness, you know, and I found myself praying for some of the darkest figures. It's like praying for them, you know, praying for their ascension because all it takes is one, right? All it takes is one, you know, almost multi-billionaire or trillionaire to have the same ascension and it will literally change, you know, the face of the earth. Bill Gates could end world hunger, but he chooses to poison people with a vaccine. Exactly. That, that, but in doing so, he's raised so much awareness Right. And, and well, every single thing that's being done has worked the opposite now. Or, right? or, it's, or it's worked as it's intended. Right? Because we right. think that they're trying to screw yeah, us. I see what you're saying. We think that they're trying to screw us, but if they're not, if they, if they have to be evil, because here's the thing. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard, there's a rumor going around that celebrities are eating babies. Um, and it's, it's almost backed up. Uh, by well, there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence towards it. Um, Ellen DeGeneres. Anyway, so you say these things, and you think to yourself, "That's terrible. I would never eat a baby, right?" Yeah. But in your own life, you'll eat a baby deer, which is wrong as well, right? Who eats venison? It's delicious, isn't it? Mm. But it's a baby. You're eating a baby. Bottom line, uh, I'm not advocating for the celebrities out there eating babies. All I'm saying is. If they weren't eating babies, rather they were, I don't know, eating gummy bears, something. I don't know. Right. Who knows, right? Yes, yeah. No, nobody would give a shit. Nobody would wake up. Nobody, if this whole cult was just, we only eat the green gummies. Blah, 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 right. Right. Nobody would give a shit. There would be no ability for us to wake into a reality. The reason there is all this evil in the world is so that we can see it. Absolutely. Some of it, I think, is literally, I don't resonate with it. You know, like you said, Ellen DeGeneres, personally, I don't resonate because I think a lot is just being done to um, take, try and have people who, you know, we're always looking, what do you call it? False prophets. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always looking to these people with money and wealth. And, you know, it's, it's, I think there's a a bit of a movement to, um, to take away some of the, the, um, the adoration, you know, so. Well, so, Hollywood itself is, is burned to the ground. It's done. For sure. There's no, there's no returning to what it was. Um, no, because, well, and we needed to see that, right? Yeah. Me too. Like, I, I literally like, sent my son this really immature text the other day. I'm like, I want to turn back the clock five years when I was completely ignorant, living in my, um, what do you call it, amnesia, when, you know, I had rose-colored glasses and I believed that nobody on earth would ever do anything that wasn't, you know, for the greater good of humanity 
and I put at the end, and Oprah. I still really want to believe in Oprah because, you, you know, she, uh, you know, and I won tickets and sat with Oprah when she came to Toronto. And I saw that just on a, on a sidebar. You still have that picture actively floating around of you and Oprah. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder why you're using that. You know why? Because here I am and I She eats know, babies. And, yeah, I so it's, I'm so glad you brought this up, you know? This, she eats babies. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you brought this up because Allegedly. It's first of all um, you know, first of all, I went that day and I won tickets. It was Easter Monday by the way. So uh, everything that happened to me in my life has strange symbiosis with dates and and, and things like that. And, and someone had filled out a Facebook contest um, and, and, you know, I got the copy and I'm like, well, if she's going to win tickets to like class, I'm going to win tickets. And, you know, sure enough, I, I win tickets and I'm sitting in the Steve and Chris show. Right. And so someone invites me to a show and Chicago calls me. And then um, I'm sitting. Uh, so that morning it was a debate. Like, do I take my friend or do I take my mom? I really like to take both. And the, the tickets were so long before sold out, which I didn't know. And they were hundreds of dollars, which also I didn't know, of course. And, um, and I sent an email that Sunday morning around 11, you know, is it possible I can get a third ticket? Can I, um, can I, you know, I'll pay for it. So I immediately get in the car and drive for 45 minutes downtown. I go to pick up the tickets and, you know, I never ever to this day got a response from, you know, Chicago and I come home and I'm like, Oh, that's weird. There's like three green bands in here. And then I'm like, Oh my God, they literally in that time frame gave me an extra ticket. So, but the first day, and I wrote in the first empowering book, like uh, in the first uh, volume one, about some of my experiences with that. But it was just uh, that it's, she's, she's a teacher of consciousness. So I, you know, I'm like, I have to be true to that. I have to be true to the fact that I learned things from her, her first season. I never ever watched her show in 25 years, mm -hmm. but then I watched her life class and it was, you know, it was, it was life changing. You know, I remember the first episode was with Jim Carrey and about manifestation and how he wrote a $10,000 check. And so, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm so connected with so many channels across the world and, you know, sometimes I'll go to add one and, and, and they won't, had me and I'm like that's so weird you know I've been calls with them I you know channel the same things they do and then I thought maybe it's they look at my profile picture and they they um they see Oprah <laughs> and it's, they you know yeah. and they're convinced that Oprah's evil so I feel like I'd be a hypocrite though I'm like <sighs> Oprah represents different things to me and I don't think you know our wheelhouse is the same but I do genuinely believe she's one of the higher conscious people on this earth so I guess I'm of two minds, you know, I, I want to see more proof, but at the same time, I'm trying to be true to the fact that she has elevated the consciousness of millions of people on earth. Well, and that's, that's a, that's a really amazing point to bring up. I mean, she is uh, true. There is no real evidence tying her to eating bebes. <laughs> but, I think because she's so influential, like on the internet, they literally have the Oprah effect, right? Oh, you know, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, also the uh, the Bill Clinton effect, uh, Monica Lewinsky. But the <laughs> um, the 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 problem with that is Oprah is tied into Weinstein. Oprah is tied into yes. in emails the cabal. She is tied into the dark of it all. She's got the tunnels running under her uh, houses. All of her properties have been seized, uh, and she's gone into hiding. Do you believe that? 
Because yes. I'm not sure I do. Oh, you can look it up. I mean, I can send you stuff on that. If I've been interested. sent stuff from the military. Like that's how all the stuff started in my life was the military and being mm-hmm. able to channel into, you know, what was going on. That's been, yeah. you know. Um, but even her actions, her actions alone speak, speak volumes as to, you know, I mean, everybody knows that Corona as delivered is fake. So when, when people speak out on it as if it's a, a, a virus that's killing people, um, you know that they're part of the system. Now, the thing about the system is we can only see it through our eyes, through our knowledge, right. which is only those three things that I yeah. spoke of earlier, right? We don't know the other 97 versions of what Corona is. Well, so it's so- just us speculating. Now, as you said as well, you know, Oprah helped you and Oprah could be evil but only to people that don't want to eat babies, right? <laughs> so, and, and again, ladies and gentlemen, obviously my audience is going to take this, you know, in jest. I'm not, I'm not pro-baby or whatever the hell. Like, obviously, I don't... Adrenochrome. Uh, yeah. Satanic ritual abuse is real. That I oh, can yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Adrenochrome is, is... Look at... You can't look at Celine Dion and go, oh, no, that's just natural, right? She fell apart. Now, uh, all the other ones too. Lady Gaga is disgusting. It's all in the symbology of the Vanderbilts. I mean, even Anderson Cooper's on television going, I can't believe they've tied me into it. Bro, your mom's well, house, the house you grew up in, has the pool that all of this stuff was was filmed at. Pictures of it. It's it's in the the, the annals of society yeah. as we've seen it. Now, I think that- honestly, a lot of them are pawns that you know they became too powerful or too influential. Um, and I think it's people that we aren't even familiar with far behind the scenes. That's you know, like I. Oh but yeah. Those people, like if you look at Lady Gaga and her, um, what's what was that show? Five foot two. You know, in it, she's bawling and she has fibromyalgia. So someone has actually made her believe that she can't heal herself. So I'm not sure that they are complicit as much as they are. Like a lot of people don't understand health. You understand, you really, you um, agree, right? Health has been the tipping point of the entire world's population of humanity. Right. When it comes to governing my health and well-being and other people trying to govern me, people like I have never seen such a concept of disconnection as in the (laughs) United States. And, you know, and like I saw I was watching a government, you know, one of their legislative um, things, and they started debating a little bit about masks in this one. And I don't know who it was. So which is probably better. But she was like, you know, if you walk by without a mask, like will the virus, you know, and I'm like, like. I keep telling my friends, I want to just start writing hashtag shit for brains on, on comments, you know, because I'm like, just, just, is she joking? Is she joking? Is she that afraid of existing yeah. in this world? Right. So, so I'm not, I can't say I've come to the conclusion where even Lady Gaga, like I, she has been, she has set, came out and said, I'm going to um, out the Hollywood executive that raped me. And then did you see all the things that happened afterwards? Right. <laughs> So I'm not sure that they honestly understand their own health well enough. They seem to be, you know, they're definitely on the opposite side of, of any, any view I have of, of, I know how to heal my body. Every, I've met the most ascended freaking doctors and people that are at least 50 years ahead of the curve doing the most miraculous things. So, you know, it's not for me, but I mean, like, can we say for certain that they don't actually believe that this is, you know, that this is really a threat. Well, that's it. It's the mob mentality that dictates that 
I'm going to wear a mask because everybody else is wearing a mask. And that's the science that they put behind it. Like if you don't wear a mask, you're a piece of shit. That has nothing to do with health. And a matter of fact, everything that, that the masks represent is anti-health. And just like you, just like me, who have built up our systems, not once do you see anyone talking about your immune system right? at all anywhere. It's just, you'll be fine. Just put on this mask, put this piece of cloth across yeah. your face and no, you can eat whatever you want. So they mandated the masks to me, which like negated the argument. I no longer give a shit, right? The masks are yeah. mandated. So it's obviously a muzzling uh, of society. It's a dumbing down. It's, 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 it's going to raise more awareness. But when it wasn't mandated, it was, uh, it was an interesting opportunity for the people to, to, to wear masks and a virtue signal. And one thing I always found hilarious was those really fat people that had obviously never given a shit about their body. I'm talking like three, four, 500 pounds yeah. that have just completely given up. They are just a mess and they're yeah. wearing a face mask. Like all of a sudden you care, but here's the twist on that because then they say, it's not about me. It's about you. Right. right. I don't wear, I don't wear a face mask for me. I wear it for you, which and that's is the lowest common denominator in consciousness, right? That's which like is ridiculous that I'm going to try and love you more than I love myself. And I'm yep. going to try and heal you, even though I'm not like that's codependence. That's, that's the most fundamental thing is yeah. in consciousness, right? Is you have to love yourself first and foremost. And, 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 you know, I learned that, even that right now we're taught that if you do love yourself first and foremost, you're being selfish. Right. And personally, I, like, I don't give a shit, right? Because I almost died and I've healed myself from far worse things than a virus. I should just say last year I decided I needed, you know, I understood uh, mind and brain patterns and, and the soul and, uh, you know, I can be out in the ethers, but I joined the Board of Integrative Medicine. So, and really, you know, uh, got, did a much deeper dive in sort of the, our physical being here and how that impacts. But, um, you know, everything... Uh, the Nobel Prize winners in 2019 proved that hypoxia is the state of all disease, like not just viruses, parasites, but like Parkinson's, MS, cancer. So what blows my mind, you're seeing the fat people. I'm like, I've got people that have had cancer one, two, three times on my Facebook that are posting uh, and, and criticizing people not wearing masks. And, I, you know, it's all I can do to, to make a, a conscious ascended comment, like because I do. I feel like going shit for brains, you know, where I'm just trying to offer like, hey, you definitely have hypoxic toxicity and hypoxic cells. You know, you are a candidate to get this virus more than anyone else. Like our, our cells have to be oxygenated and they have to be, um, and sorry, I'm, I'm going to just digress and, and say that, of course, I am not a medical doctor. I'm not giving any uh, medical advice. Oh, yeah. That, no. that goes without saying. I think I yeah. have that running as a disclaimer at the beginning. Of this, okay, good, This good. show is just for entertainment purposes only. Have yeah, fun with so, it. So just if, you know, if I start talking too much about the physical body, I just want people to know, you know, uh, officially, even though I know a lot, I'm not allowed to know a lot. So, um, oh, yeah. But, and if you keep speaking about it, you're going to be labeled as crazy and hauled off. Somebody's either going to point the finger at you for sex assault or you're going to be tax frauded and you're going to be dragged away and discredited. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. with the world we live in right now. Well, and the, no, lots of those people were sent to set me up and I already had issues with my taxes and everything. So, isn't that amazing? <laughs> so, I make joke about it because that's the, that's the key. That's the thing. Right. And here's, here's the funny thing. Like, now back into this, when we talk about that sort of thing, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but it did come up when. The uh, stories of like Wesley Snipes, everybody remembers that Wesley Snipes didn't pay his taxes and went to jail. 
right? This is the story that everybody remembers from the 80s. And then everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, always been on black. And that was the end of it, right? Wesley Snipes. What they did was they wiped him out and made a martyr of him. Wesley Snipes never went to jail, but now people are like, I should pay my taxes. If they can get Snipes, they can get me. For sure, yeah. So, And what people also don't understand about taxes, other than it's theft, is that your taxes, it doesn't matter how much money the government has, as Canada just demonstrated with the CERB. They just pissed money out of whatever. They just printed it and right. made it, sent it out. It's just numbers on a screen. The taxation isn't about the government getting your money and using your money for things. The taxation yeah, is about you so not true. having your money it's and being the master a prisoner. Slave. We could have a whole, like a one-week discussion just on, right, sovereignty and taxes and the straw man. And I have, I have a feeling you'll be back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, it, you know, again, to your point, you know, the people that are, you know, I, I don't have the experience. I feel like when I go without a mask, people are happy to see it, right? So, so many of the people I know, they don't agree, but they don't like confrontation. And most fundamentally, people don't know their rights. I don't know yeah. why I was put on this earth. I've always known my rights. Every time I had an issue with customer service, and, you know, I could name, you know, some of the biggest corporations in Canada, I always stood up for myself and, and, and understood my rights. So speak kindly and you'll get what you want every time and throw aggression. People are just going to shut down. Or ask manager and ask for their manager and ask oh, for their sl- manager. Slow down, Karen, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> We're not asking for managers around here. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but I have a, you know, I always understood even before this, you know, and my background, I have high tech, I have wireless background and, and I understand the privacy laws, you know, uh, thankfully I always thought, why did I have all these strange and divergent jobs? But now I understand, you know, they're, they fit perfectly with my life purpose. So- I, was, I was at, just talking about the mask thing and, and getting what you want. I was at the mall actually uh, not too long ago, the big one out in Mississauga, right? Square one. And uh, the, I was the only person in the mall without a mask on. Mm-hmm. And the one store I walked into, the lady didn't say a word. She was pleased to serve yeah. me. I bought a new pair of shoes. Fantastic. The next store I walked into, the guy says, do you have a mask? If not, we have a mask. I said, no, I have my mask with me, but I also have asthma. And he said, oh, so you can't wear a mask. Okay. And continued on. Yeah. And, and continued that's exactly on. been my experience is exactly that. Um, and I go in, the only problem I had was this weekend um, in Ottawa, actually, um, went to find the restaurant in the, you know, adjoining to the hotel I was at and we walked in and, and the chef standing behind the counter says, you need a mask. And we said, oh, we're going to find the patio, which we didn't know where it was. So as we continued on and walked through, this guy, uh, another guy starts yelling, you have to put on a mask, you have to put on a mask. And we're looking, you know, for the patio and said, no. And so bear in mind, there was not a single customer, like not one customer. Mm-hmm. So we, we finally get out to the patio and nobody comes. So the 81-year-old lady I was with puts on her mask and goes in and the guy refuses to serve us and give us um, menus. Wow. So otherwise, you know. Do you want to name that restaurant? Um, I actually called the manager of the hotel we were staying at and said, hey, this is like, I'm, I'm establishing something here. My daughter and my friend's daughters go to, you know, Carlton and New Ottawa now and, you know, what are the odds we're going to come back to your hotel when that you co-market with this? So he called the owner of the restaurant right away and he called me back almost immediately and said that they're, they're taking um, uh, disciplinary action against the person and, and um, that they're going to retrain all of them. 
That's so, amazing. The reason I ask about that is because I did the majority of my formidable growing up in Ottawa and still have a lot of strings in that city that I can be pulled. Oh, good. Um, I just said to my daughter, I go, I have to start activating all my Ottawa contacts. So there you go. Another synchronicity. Well, there you go. And but, if, um, if she's looking for a job, I've got a few friends in a, in a bunch of industries, but I was in my, in another lifetime, I was a bouncer in all the clubs there for, for a good really? decade. Oh yeah. Made friends with everybody, owned and started two businesses up in Ottawa. And yeah, I lived there from 94 to 2007. Awesome. Oh, that's another whole other podcast we could have about the nation's capital. Um, but I How went, beautiful. Yeah. We even, we went to the liquor store to buy, you know, our kids alcohol. And, you know, I go in and the guy says, do you have a mask? I said, no, I'm exempt. And so this woman walks up to us. And says, <laughs> nope, I'm exempt. And I that's don't stop Perfect. walking because yeah. I know my rights, right? Yeah. And, and they have no issue with it. Um, and the, a woman comes up to us and she said, how did you guys get in without a mask? And I said, well, I have an exemption. You know, we have a right. And she says, oh, me too. And I have, I have asthma and I have this. And she's naming all her medical issues. And I said, yeah, you don't even have to share that. But there was another example of someone who should not be wearing a mask. Yeah. And I mean... And that's not awesome. even getting into all the bacteria. You're like, I have a friend in Georgetown, Oksana Sawiak. This is like an amazing woman his, who has stood in, um, you know, stood for humanity for decades. You know, she's been an advocate for mercury and everything. And her personally, she said to me, I've never seen a case of breast cancer that they didn't have a corresponding infection in the same side of the mouth. Uh, my other friend is uh, Dr. Gerald Smith from the documentary Root Cause. You know, and I'm like, here, I have all these dentist friends. So much of what happens in our mouth, we have no idea how it, you know, proliferates in our body. So, you know, it's very calculated. This whole mask thing is very calculated. To go back to my original comment. That's I remember weird. asking you about that, about your, your dentist friend, because I've got a, a girlfriend of mine. She's just getting started, but her, her main focus is the oral biome and all of that sort of stuff. And, and I have so many contacts for her. And she's in Ottawa too. So she wow. there you go. And her, um, his protege is here in Toronto. And like these people are so brilliant. Like they, they are so far ahead of the curve that, you know, I, when I met uh, people from the Board of Integrative Medicine, it's just, it's phenomenal. You know, the, the president is also the president of the World Organization of Natural Medicine. And this woman has worked all over the world. She teaches eclectic medicine, you know, she does humanitarian work. So she knows how to go up to a tree and t take leaves or tree bark or whatever's needed to heal the body. So, you know, I know that's a concept that most people can't yet get their head around, but you know. Um, well, that's, that's one of the big ones. I mean, any, anything pharmacy, uh, anything that you need from the pharmacy, they first made you sick through the food that you ate. Absolutely. And through, and through the injections. You know, when you say something like, you know, there, there's a plant or a bark or a grass or there's something on this earth to fix everything that's inside yeah. your body. People are like, you're insane. I'm like, am I? Am well, I really? I was so sick. I was, I told you I was electrocuted. I had heavy metals in my body. I had beryllium, which is like airplane metal, telecom metal in my head, like, you know, to hold the charge. And, but that was my intuitive philosophy. Obviously, you know, I'm, an, I'm old in the sense that I've lived many incarnations. So there's only 92 elements in the chemistry chart and there is something to offset every single thing on this earth. That was my underlying belief. So, you know, to your point, we create our reality. I kept meeting the most amazing people, right? And then when I met Dr. Gerald Smith and, you know, I had these literally currents, you know, feedback in my head. We're talking 60 seconds. He takes this $10 red light, 650 nanometer pen, you know, feels around my head, click, 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 
fixes it, you know, and he is just such a genius. But, you know, it's like red light um, offsets all kinds of things, right? That's why the sun, red and infrared light, it's something that we critically need for our thyroid. And our thyroid is the highest vibration gland and organ in our entire body. So it's, you know, so much of what happens in the body starts with the thyroid. It's literally the butterfly. <laughs> so, but there's so many things, like just something so little, uh, uh, like alchemizing the, the, the heavy metals in your body. And that's another thing medical medium talks about, right? You know, heavy metal smoothies. He doesn't say you can't get heavy metals out of your body. He says, no, use, you know, cilantro, use uh, barley wheatgrass, use spirulina, right? And what are all those things? They're like green, they're algae-based, right? They're, like all these components to They're me, good in salsa. Sorry? They're good in salsa. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. all these components If are, you told somebody that they, they could cure a lot of their problems with a good salsa, they would, you'd blow their mind and it tastes delicious. And salsa is literally just out of the garden. Tomatoes, cilantro. Tomatoes. I'm allergic to genetically shades, modified. Right? Well, okay. And even that, see, I had a problem with that too, because my garden in my backyard is, it's my whole backyard now. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I gave up right on it. ahead of the curve on this whole, you know. Uh, I think concept. so. But remember too, that like I spent my life, um, you know, just doing the worst. So drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, you know, food of all kinds. I, I got up to 311 pounds and I'm six foot two. So that's, I mean, I, I wasn't massively morbidly obese, but I was certainly unhealthy. My body was not pleased with me. So the, the, after that's I gave everything up number, by the way, 311. So that was, that's a healing number, right? Yeah. Well, that was my peak. I hit it. And I'm like, this that's is like nuts. the Trinity and balance between things. Oh, it's also a really good band from the nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, so I hit 311 and, and that was it. And uh, so now I came back down. I'm still overweight. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm the interesting thing is people are like, Oh, I want to lose weight. People don't want to lose weight. And this is the, this is one of those other major things that goes into healing yourself and getting your shit right. Like fuck wanting to be thin. You don't want to be thin. You don't mm -hmm. want to lose weight. You you should want to go through the process and become the person that knows what it takes. And I'm losing weight. I'm dropping weight. It was the last thing. Like I'm three years away from cigarettes and alcohol and all that sort of stuff. Right. And then the weight was pertinent. How do I move? How do I get better functionality? People don't understand that. Like we are such a sedentary uh, yes. humanity that we know three postures, laying down, sitting down and standing up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Three of a three of hundred. Right. And so, that's why, you know, the oxygenation like athletes have, I think it's, you know, uh, seven in 10 get cancer average, but like three in 10 athletes, right? Because they're, because they're more oxygenated because they move more. Yeah. And it, it, it's a, it's a great thing to learn how to lose the weight. And it's like, I don't, you don't have to learn how to lose weight. You have to learn how to stop. You have to learn how to stop having shitty habits. For sure. And when well, we change. I had no choice too. Like I had to cut. Like we're talking, I had to take natural shampoo, natural toothpaste. I had to take all my jewelry that had any nickel, like you name it. I mm. had to take every chemical out of my life to survive. Crazy. So I hear you. I know. And I, I learned so much of things that I thought were good for me. Yeah. That I found out like in December, I found out I'm allergic to every single GMO. And that was like, wow, like. At this age, I'm just realizing, you know, 99% of the stuff I've been doing, even going to a holistic nutritionist years ago, has been working against. So what do you, what do you eat then for the most part? Well, I, I try, I, I, first of all, I don't ever um, buy 
things that are, you know, not organic. And if I do, um, I, I use biodegradables soap and I take the pesticides and things off. Like I, I'm extremely sensitive, literally the princess and the pea. Mm-hmm. I've gone more plant-based. So it's, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a process. Um, but I'm feeling a million times better. I found out I'm allergic to chicken and my kids used to joke. They'd be like, you're going to turn into a chicken because you eat so much chicken. That is a weird thing. That is a weird thing to become aware of because being allergic to chicken doesn't really like you get used to the side effects. So once you remove chicken, you start feeling better and you're like, Oh, wait a tick basil. That is a weird one. Chicken for sure. Well, but you look at Stephen Gundry and his ads, and, and they're very apt, right? He says, this is a chicken in 1957. And that's very specific because the shadow or the deep state or whatever you want to call it, they coordinated in 1958. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the fact that they were two point whatever, seven pounds or whatever he uses, and now they're nine. So uh, chicken, turkey, like everything. So, in you know, if I do eat meat, if I feel like I need it, I'll go to um, a store that's, you know, one farm, you know, all organic and, um, but I just, I just don't eat them anymore. And there's no, it's not that hard because there's no incentive because it made me feel so sick. Yeah. So, and that is, that is a thing. That is a problem with the chickens too, with regards to their weight and what they're being pumped into. Um, the chickens are nuts. They're so big now. They don't need to be that big, but here come here and lies the other problem. You know, I, I typically in my old age, my body doesn't deal well with red meat. So, you know, I've cut out red meat. I don't eat, I refuse to eat pork. Um, and, and it really comes down to, you know, what I can eat. And then it comes down to portion control. So I know that certain things are going to affect me. Chicken I'm safer with, even though I know it's basically all just hormones. Um, and, and it's like, I, I, I can't eat pasta. I won't eat starches. I've cut out all sugar. So, you know, when you, when you start paying attention to these things, what it really boils down to after everything's all said and done is you just need to eat you know, a portion control, a portion, a small amount of whatever it is that you're eating. Yes. I mean, um, we're definitely meant to eat less. Our bodies, like 40% of our energy stores go to digestion. So, and we get tricked into eating three meals a day. Yeah. And people are like, you're supposed to eat three square meals a day. You're out of your mind. But you're like, how could somebody, how, you know, th- there's the old adage, how could they all be in on it? How could they all be in on it? How could everybody have, how could the dentist have been telling you to suck on fluoride your entire life? You know? Yes. It's like, how is this even possible? But we all believed it, right? It's group think. They still do. If I say don't eat fluoride, they're like, whatever, you're insane. I'm like, look at what fluoride, it's just fucking look at it. It's poison. Uh, I can't even drink it in 0.01 in a, in a water bottle anymore. Like, no, 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 no. Fluoride, I, fluoride for me. Like, you, the moment I had something, because your, your gut is your second brain, right? And it's that you produce 97% of your serotonin in your gut. People think they, but my head was so injured and I was so determined to heal myself because my, my underlying belief again was that you can heal anything in the body. The brain is just more difficult to heal because it, you know, you carry all these crazy thoughts with it. So at the there's moment, I another, something. there's another theory too, that you don't actually think with your brain, your brain, brain, there's three of them, brain, brain, heart, brain, gut, brain, father, son, the Holy spirit, the Trinity, self, yeah. higher self and consciousness. There's three of them inside. There you go. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, the, the, the triple biome that's inside of us. There's three of us. I mean, the fact that you can argue with yourself inside your own head shows you that there's, there's two of you arguing. But yeah. the fact that you're watching yourself argue is the third. There's the self, the ego self and higher consciousness. All of these right. things 
pertain into into that sort of thing. I cut you off, but you no, used you used your gut I love brain to listen to a conscious man. You know, it gives me hope in many senses. First of all, you know, it's just nice because I had this underlying belief that men just weren't that conscious. You know, for a lot of my life, depends basically. on where you're looking, and they weren't. It's my own personal experience. Yeah, and then uh, you know, also because you know, we weirdos who we want to feel like we're not alone. <laughs> We're not always talking about all these things like they make so much sense. So no worries. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. That's why I love my audience so much because, I mean, some of them are here, uh, you know, for for motivation, and that's what. At the end of the day, this whole podcast is about motivation. This whole podcast is about being able to open up your mind to to not being stuck where you think you are, and 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 wanting to hate and and living like I mean. My whole life, I was, I was so funny. I was so sarcastic. And, you know, I remember just, just being that. And, and, and now, like, I look back at that. I'm like, oh, what? that wasn't funny. Like, sarcasm? It's disassociating with humor. Yes. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm very familiar, although I still do it. And yeah, it's hard to turn it off every now and again. Sarcasm society, so. But here's the difference with my sarcasm now. Before it was dark. And the people are like, you weren't being sarcastic. You were just being a dick. I'm like, yeah, I kind of was. But now my sarcasm is funny. And it's also said with purer intentions. And it's said way less often. I'm probably 95% less sarcastic simply because I speak 95% less as well. I don't, I don't have the need to run my mouth except on the podcast. Um, but it is, it is a weird transition. And yeah, we do exist. Uh, you know, There is a group and a collective of us and they're listening to the show right now and they've got things to say. And, um, you know, it, it, It's a phenomenal time to be alive. It's a phenomenal time to be able it to project. Um, certain things. So, absolutely, I mean, I, we're we definitely chose to be, you know, here in the most exciting time in the history of mankind. Well, therein lies the other one. I mean, there's no proof that this isn't all there ever has been, you know. And that's a neat thing to look at too, because we think that we know what history is, so we base what we're doing right now on what happened. I mean, look at all the hate that goes on right now with regards to quote unquote slavery and all that sort of stuff. Right. But all of that is just hearsay. It's a construct, right? Everything's yeah. a construct. And if people are worried about slavery and this, that, and the other thing, and they're not worried about the fact that they're slaves now, yes. uh, you know, we think about, you know, we think about the time, you know, 2000 years ago, Jesus was here and the stories that we were told and yes. the, the dark ages and the, and the Egyptians and pre-civilizations and all these things. Like nobody talks about the fact that Chicago, for example, was um, an entire city before the Chicago fire, which was them taking down like certain buildings or whatever it was. But the World's Fair, the Chicago World's Fair, for example, those buildings weren't temporary buildings. Those buildings were full-on <laughs> massive, massive constructs. So an entire civilization got wiped out around here. Right. That's why, like right now, the, the story is that the Statue of Liberty was given to us from France, right? So nobody even questions it. But that's not – nobody understands that the Statue of Liberty is Helios, is – is the deity Helios, which is... I did not know that. Oh, I love that. So Helios, there's a, there's a statue. You know what Helios is? There's a statue of Helios in France holding the robe that he's wearing as the Statue of Liberty. So the Statue of Liberty is also he. It's a, it's a guy. Uh, and it is the, it's, it's where the basis of the heliocentric system came from. So when you're bowing and praying to the heliocentric system, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're looking at the sun saying it's the center of our universe or the center of our galaxy and we're flying around it and we believe that the earth is this, that, and the other thing, you're believing the helios lie. And they even called it the heliocentric system. 
So, I mean, all of these things that, you know, we can, we can look into. And if you do, if you do look it up, just, just punch in Helios and Statue of Liberty and you'll see that it's the same, it's the same dude. Um, yeah. So we've given our away our consent, right? So much unconscious consent. It's phenomenal. And we've lived these master and slave paradigms. And that's why, you know, I, I said to my friends, I'm not trying to be stubborn and I'm not trying to be self-righteous, but I believe my role here is definitely not to wear a mask, it, you know, mm-hmm. Even if I didn't, you know, wasn't protecting my health that I've invested so much in, I say morally, I believe I'm here to stand in my sovereignty as an equal person. And that I will always espouse that to everybody around me is that, you know, you're equal. We are equal beings. People with money and power, they do not have, you know, they're not better or different than us. It's It's interesting. It's interesting how easy it was to put everybody in a mask it's almost like That's they want it for me i'm not kidding you when i go out i'm like how don't these people see what i see that i feel like i've entered an alternate reality yeah, it's uncomfortable you know? for me to be out in like it it's so difficult and what do you do like with your children right it's like um i spent my whole life teaching my children what's the proudest thing as a parent is when your children stand in their truth right and they speak yeah. their truth so back to the DNA activation, like this is a very calculated, you know, a dark agenda to block the throat chakra, to block the energy center around the mouth and around the back of the neck, right? Uh, which is where all entities enter, you know, anybody who is familiar with dark forces or uh, atta- negative attachments when we're low vibration, that is the, the center, the atlas. That's the most critical point in the body, not to mention even the physical body. is like how important, uh, you know, our cranium and our balance of our head on our, our bodies is. And, you know, I, I go in these stores and it's like, how can you, you know, just think this looks okay? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine. It's literally like I enter an alternate reality every time I walk in. What do you think? What, what in your uh, research? What do you think the the end result is here? What do you What do you think happens in in in, in a year? It's interesting because I've been able to pr- predict so many things, and like I say, I have ch- friends across the world that are very powerful channels, and we all knew this was coming, but none of us knew what. So. You know, I really, I mean, ultimately, we're going to get to 4D consciousness. I think the rest of this year is going to be super, we're going to get so much contrast. Like this month, what I got, the message I got was explosive, right? This August will be explosive. So it's going to continue to be mind-blowing where, you know, um, I think and September, October, November, right? Right to the end of this year, they say the winter solstice, December 21st is when finally, you know, it won't feel so chaotic, but this is a four year arc to 2024, where the next three years uh, after that are gonna be restructuring. And, you know, and essentially we have to get used to, but I don't know what has to happen to um, humanity. Is any of, is any of of that inside, sorry about that, is any of that inside your mind political? For sure. Everything. I don't care who you are. I, I like, I have friends, you know, who runs a, a channel, um, like a, a group, a Facebook group. And she just said, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick. I've seen so many lately say, I'm so sick of trying to explain and, you know, appeasing everybody. You know, I support Trump. 
Uh, I don't care if you think it's political, it's not, you know, it's like everything for sure has be, become integrated and we can't avoid the politics. It's essentially everything that's happening in the world in humanity stems from what happens in the United States. If that is, you know, the first step and then everything trickles out from there. It so, is an interesting, it is an interesting thing because like I've said to a thousand people, they're playing a game that we know nothing about. Um, and, but they're, they're making so it seem like, you know. so I would say that, you oh, know, yeah. your intuitive sense that you, you may not think you know anything about, but telepathically and, you know, and oh, I'm fully we, in tune with we it. have hermetic codes, right? Where we're sharing information telepathically, whether we think we are or not. So I don't know. I, I think seven hermetic principles, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. So I, I, I'm not saying. I'm saying society is looking at this going, if you're anti-Trump or if you're pro-Trump, you're, you're an asshole, right? So this is what society is saying. I feel um, like so many people are now, like it has shifted so much even in six months. You know, people that couldn't see him. I had three people a few weeks ago say, I could not see what he was doing. I cried when he was elected and now I see it, you know? I, I so, laugh because I, I never gave a shit about, sorry about all the background noise, ladies and gentlemen. I've done three podcasts and it's, three in the afternoon and I've been sitting here for about six hours. I'm getting a little bit exhausted. <laughs> so I am creaking in my chair. I'll try to get that out and post, but that's okay. Back to Trump. I laughed my ass off when he got voted in uh, just because he's hilarious. Uh, and what it goes to show is, you know, he is the, uh, he's, politics isn't what we think it is. There's, you don't, there's no divide. Right. Everybody, it's all an act. Anything you see, on, anything you see on your television is, it's, it's, it's designed. Yeah, it's designed. There's also with regards to Operation Looking Glass. There's also you know this thing right here, the Baron Trump Chronicles. I don't know if you can see. Right. It. Yes. Yeah. So that is. Uh, a I haven't massive, actually read it though. You have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I picked it up, and it's 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 the Baron Trump collection. So it's the last president and the marvelous underground journey, uh, little Baron Trump. Um, and this is uh, Ingersoll Lockwood, uh, and this is the story of the last president. This is the story of Baron Trump. Uh, and and it all correlates to right now. So when we talk and about not rebuild, only that, but Trump is forty five, which is nine, which means completion. Well, there you go, and that makes sense. So so when he's the last president, you know whatever happens. When when I say when you made those statements, you're like four years. You gave annual terms, um, and it, it all co coincides with again the, the politics of it all, the politics that we're in. But that's not by accident. The politics have always been the overlay because they've sort of planned ahead. I would assume in this grand scheme. Yeah. And that's um, just like, that's from me as an energy intuitive and nothing to do with politics. But again, like you say, it's all synthesizing together. Yeah. So Trump himself is, he's, he's, he's not doing anything. He's just a figurehead to a team of people that are, or to a, to an energy, to an essence and energy and entity. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's just playing a role. Right. So and he's getting, what I see is he's getting a lot stronger, right? You notice he's speaking better and everything because so many people are praying for this man. I have like, like I say, some of the most powerful people on earth and you have to be able to view the soul, right? Mm -hmm. You can't, if you're someone who can only see the 3d and listen, like he's got to be one of the most least articulate people on the planet, you know, and, but it's, you have to thing. be able to see where, where his soul, every day, I truly believe he gets up. This is, you know, controversial. But I have been able to see what this man is doing for quite some time now, probably four years. And I truly believe one of the only reasons I'm alive is because of this administration, because it's, you know, it was blocking all the, the really dark, you know, sort of practices that happened. But, but um, 
he is getting so much light from the world now. It like it's shifting. It's shifting everything. And I, you know, from a political standpoint, you're going to see everything that he envisions to give to the common man, to give to the people the next few months, he's going to try, he's going to jam it through because he's like, you know, it, that's why there's this weekend, the executive orders were on Saturday, you know, four different really um, transformational changes for the U S they came out on Saturday. So there's no stopping it. It is interesting. And his, his November election will be a landslide victory. Uh, and again, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Trump announcer. Uh, what, what I'm getting is that there's still going to be so much controversy with respect to election fraud, which, you oh, know, of course. we have to go through. They're going to fight it. So. They're going to fight it all year. They're going to fight it. They're going to, after he wins, they're going to fight that too. But I think he's going to dissolve the presidency. I think in the next four to yeah. eight years, you're going to see this. There's going to be a massive total utter change. You know, or something bizarre, like, or he's going to become, you know, Joe Biden's vice president, or, you know, they're going to teach people there's no right and left. There's, you know, humanity and not. Or, Joe Biden, that guy's a fucking, he's but a it, I mean, as, as someone like Joe Biden right now, they've, these guys have been in this, you know, this difficult position where they've been puppets for how long, you know, and not doing, you know, the best for humanity. So I think, who would even want that job? Uh, who, I would uh, pretend to have dementia, even if I didn't, you know, <laughs> like, honestly, truly. I mean, he, he is truly gone up against, you know, the deep state, like 2014, there were 62 families that owned half the entire global earth wealth, right? By 2018, there was five, you know, so <laughs> where do we go from there when, when, you know, families own most of the earth? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and obviously, well, you know, we could talk about the, the Constitution in 1999 that they're operating under an illegal constitution, like a corporation of master and slave instead of an actual constitution. Uh, yes, but you could talk about that. You could also talk about flat earth. We could talk about simulation. You could talk about hollow earth. You could talk about yeah. all these things, right? So when we talk there about so any... Many, there's so many things going on some days. I'm you, like, okay, yeah. I don't have to solve all the world's problems today. Well, myself. the funny thing too is you don't have to even acknowledge them because they only exist for you to think about because yeah. we'll never have any factual evidence. We all know who the Rothschilds are, but yeah. do we? I mean, we know the story, but it's also probably just a distraction. Another right. thing that I see too is like you see all these people saying, um, save the children is a hashtag that's going around. And you see that you, now you're seeing these counter save the children. They're like, don't use it. It's a Bill and Melinda Gates thing. I'm like, you out of your mind? Save All these people children. are hashtagging save the children. But it exposes them. Yeah. So yeah. show it, use it, wear it. But you're watching, you're watching the masses discredit themselves. So there are people that are like activists and there are people that are moving and pushing an agenda. And then there are wannabes who have nothing going on in their life who are just 3D pushing a hashtag, yes. a narrative. They but don't know what they're doing. They're catching on to consciousness. You know, it doesn't like that. Sure. Doesn't you all have to start somewhere. Everybody, has I to do start see somewhere. people a lot more ascended just based on their comments from from March to now. Like I do feel like, and I feel like people are ascending faster and easier than it ever was for us. You know, who just who like you said, when you crashed through the wall, you made it easier for them. Critical mass. So yeah, like you said, when you went through the wall first, you made it easier for them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and that's that's it. That's that is what's happening. That's absolutely. Reason, uh... <laughs> that is what's happening. 
you know, it, yeah. it's one of those things. But too. I've even had clients, you know, where they'll message me. It, it's funny, you know, um, I have so much, you know, the macrocosm is the, mi- the microcosm is the macrocosm where, you know, a client will message me and say, quote unquote, feeling really crazy. And then, you know, having issues fearing people like, you know, her own relatives with her children and leaving them alone. And I said, no, 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 you're absorbing the collective. And so this whole thing she was having with children, you know, we did, well, we did a DNA activation and we elevated, um, you know, we elevated our light to, to numbers I've never been able to do before and so fast. Um, and by the fourth week, it was like I was working on a different person. It was, I don't know how to describe it other than it's like our DNA or, or mind cracked open. But I said to her, every single thing you've experienced was an exact parallel to the collective and what's going on that, you know, what's happening with children is finally being exposed. And I said, and you were, you were feeling it in your own family, but it, it wasn't really for you. It was, it was you absorbing what's happening in the world. Um, so, you know, you have so many people that are having all these issues right now. They have no idea. They have nothing to do with them personally. They're just being caught in the collective consciousness. So, and well, that's it, it too, because people believe that they have thoughts, for example. And, you know, this is one of those great debate questions where, like you said, that she was tapping into the, the, the higher consciousness with regards to the kids. But when it comes to your brain, like your brain, ladies and gentlemen, your brain is just, it's a piece of material. It's goo inside your head it's not necessarily creating anything and what it is doing just like the radio the radio that you listen to doesn't make the music it taps into a frequency and broadcasts it so when you're a low vibrational entity you're tapped into low vibrations and you're having you think you're creating thoughts low vibrational thoughts like i should go out and get shit faced this weekend or i should say that dumb thing right but as you decide to raise your vibration and as you choose to stick your head a little bit higher up and you you go up and up that ladder what happens is you you're in frequency with and you're in tune with different, different frequencies. So you're getting a different message. You're having different thoughts as you would put it, but you're, yeah. you're in tune with a different message. So the higher you go, the more you can achieve because you're just a conduit. You're just a conduit having an experience. Exactly. That's and I think on that note, we should start to wrap up because it's been, I'm a little bit behind schedule. I love having you on the show and I absolutely want to have you back. I want to have you back on the show for sure. Um, we, I got on late, ladies and gentlemen, I screwed up somehow at the beginning and we lost the first half hour. So because of me, we're getting a half hour short on this wonderful combo with Lisa Bartello. Um, but we're going to have you back and maybe, maybe we can do a, a a DNA activation. Uh, maybe we can fast track a full, full month into 20 minutes. Sure. That'd be a lot of fun too. Is there, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Actually, I I did want to say something you, you brought up seeing souls um, as opposed to seeing people. Uh, This was a big one for me because, you know, growing up, I always had, I had this weird gift. Even when I hadn't, I didn't have a clue what I was doing uh, in life. Uh, Everything turned to gold. When I was much younger, everything turned to gold. Everything I touched turned to gold. I came from hell. I came from a broken home. I came from some serious bullshit. Um, And then from 15 to 22, everything was great. From 22 to 30, everything was shit. And then from 31 to 34, everything was confusing. And then from 36 to now, I've just been leaps and bounds. But one thing always ran through that, which was that I could see who you were. Mm. I always, always had a gift to know who to talk to, what to say, 
how to connect with the individual and not see them for the exterior. And there are a lot of people out there that only look at the physical. Uh, and, and I feel that they've missed out a lot. I see a lot of people, like you said before, they're always dating through the same type of person. I never really dated when I was growing up. Uh, I never had any interest in any one person. I was always interested in the collective and in the group and in the energy and in the essence and in betterment. And it was an interesting thing to say, to, to have you talk about, to have you talk about that because it is, it is true. We, you know, can you see energy? And if you do, what does that look like to, to you? Are you connecting through your heart? Are you connecting through your mind? Are you connecting through your eyes, through your soul? You can see energy. So when- I can't actually see it myself. I'm not clairvoyant, which is interesting because a lot of people think if they can't see, they're not gifted. And of course, I've had to tell so many people that, no, you are gifted, but your gift is, it comes differently. It can be claircognizance, right? Where you just have the answers. They just, they're just there. Yeah. or clairsentience, me, I'm feeling, right? So that's a very difficult um, gift to master, you know, where I, I, I have had so many people, they don't understand they're psychic, they're gifted. And I just have, you know, I, I've had one session with so many people and then they went off and started their business and, you know, sort of reinforced their their aura and, and became, you know, much more powerful just from the simple understanding, you know, st- hey, stop taking out everyone's shit all day, you know, stop, stop absorbing, you're absorbing like a sponge, like the, the most simplest thing, it just, you know, to ground yourself every morning, ground yeah. yourself to the earth. And, you know, stupid little practices that we think are insignificant, change everything. So Ground yourself to the earth, ladies and gentlemen, go stand on your lawn in your bare feet. Exactly. And the the interesting thing, you know, there's, well, there's so many interesting things that, that have taken place uh, in this podcast and this. I am, by definition, claircognizant. Uh, it's for a, sure you are. It's a, it's a peculiarity for sure. And you're also a cancer. So, you know, technically we're supposed to go through the whole 12, you know, um, zodiacs. You know, we, our lesson isn't only one thing, but I guarantee if we looked at your birth chart that you, you know, it would show the communication aspect, right? And the moon is intuitive. So, you know, we have other challenges to 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 learn yeah. to strengthen our aura and things like that. But, but you know, for sure you are. People like us are at war with ourselves before anybody else. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the, um, well, the interesting thing too is my birthday is July 2nd. So there are, was it, it's directly in the middle of the year. There are 182 days before my birthday and 182 days after my birthday or 72, cool. 182. So yeah, 365 days in the year. Take one of those days out. I'm the one right in the middle. So they say it's been stated that I'm uh, astrologically bipolar. Isn't that fun? Not bipolar though, because that you have that's a negative connotation. That oh, that's astro- well, astrologically. Astrologically, you have the cardinal signs to me in Cancer and Capricorn, right? And that means we can, you know, ultimately, if you go through the whole cycle, you that means you can use both sides of your brain. We're given right and left brain for a reason, right? And the synthesis and the integration of things. So. And it's interesting too, on that note, again, the, the, the idea that a lot of stuff that's interesting in this conversation, like I said, but <laughs> you know, to be able to, for me to take for granted how I've used my brain. And I said, when I was younger, a lot of the times I said, I know I drink because I'm not going to be able to handle being sober. There are times where in my life I'd gone, you know, two, three months without drinking simply because I was busy and I couldn't handle the people. It was almost like I could hear them thinking. Yes, you could. I'm sure you yeah. could. And that, and that was, that was, I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle that society, that situation. 
Um, and I know I knew that about a lot of things. And that was one of the, that was one of the fun things about sort of re rekindling a, a love interest with sobriety is, you know, the world is too beautiful to dumb yourself down with, mm-hmm. with alcohol, with, with drugs, with bad people, bad times, life's too short to do anything. Although it's the, long, the longest thing you'll ever do. You know, I, I'm here to experience now and I'm here to run with it and I'm here to play with these games and, and see everything. I don't have any firm political stance. I don't have any firm stance on anything because I live my life as fluid as possible. And people have said to me, so you don't believe in anything. So you fall for everything. I said, absolutely not. I see through everything and I flow with it all. And it's a lot of fun. And it's fun to chat. Like you said, it's fun to chat with you, uh, another entity uh, of such <laughs> great gifts that you and I, you and I could talk for days and still not, you know, for what, sure. would, what would happen? We cover all the topics. Yeah. But we'd symbiotically, I think grow. I'd take some of your knowledge, you'd take some of mine and we'd be able to apply more knowledge to certain things and, and to different things. Um, I'd love to have, if you've got more friends like that, sure, we should all be on this show and we should all run you know, a solid conversation. Some people that would listen would tune out because they'd be like, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. But there's enough people, even if only one person tunes in and says, holy shit, that's me too. Uh, that, that would be good. Absolutely. That would be good. Yeah. And on that note, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, it's been great. Like you said, we could talk for forever on so many different topics, but I love that, you know. For sure. And I screwed up again. I ran out of time. So uh, I, oh, I really appreciate your time on this. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and I really appreciate you being here and, 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 and actually connecting. This is the first time that you and I spoke uh, in length uh, and we've known each other for a few years now. So it's good. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, On behalf of my esteemed guest, Lisa Bartello, I will be saying, oh, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.